to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Django gold. Jang- we're burning Django gold. Steak. Pokemon ass guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What's up, everyone? It is September first, and it's Pod Damn America. We're back with another episode where we didn't make a lot of preparations. It's news of the week. That's right. We're gonna do some jokes about shit that's happening. I'm he- I'm here. Alex Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Alex Patak is here. It's back to school, baby. And we are joined by special guest comedian with the with the sweetest name in comedy, Django Gold. Hello, America. That sweet, sweet name. The it's sweetest name. Sweetest sugar. I just want to. I just want to get my gold tooth into it. That's what I like to hear. Hey, I'm just playing. Harassment. Thanks for coming on down to the show. You guys can't see it, but Alex is leering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's normal. That happens every week. You should have seen him last week when he was wearing his sunglasses and his Ooh. Hawaiian shirt. It was out of control. Hey, that guy's not coming back. He's not walking <laughs> back in the building. Okay, it was too hot for radio. He's a bit of trouble, but don't worry. We're away from that this week. Oh yeah. Hey, can I just? say what a week oh, in politics oh Anders has his glasses the sunglass pot's back it's now like cool there's professional poker player yeah. yeah you probably felt that cool breeze coming by you in your ears that's Anders Lee's <laughs> shades baby Anders with the uh, rules of game card in his hand <laughs> he's going all in I, <laughs> two rules of the game flush I, I, in some ways I would make a great professional poker player because I do not know how to play. That's yeah. often you wreck shop when That's you know yeah, what you're outfox doing. them. Yes. But it only <laughs> works like sheer ignorance. <laughs> it's been explained to me dozens of times, yeah. but you're, I cannot comprehend. You're describing the pitch to my canceled pilot, Autistic Poker. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad Fox turned that down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like, have two pointy kings. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, like, um, like, instead of rounders? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, Pull it out. I see what you're going for. Stimmers. I don't Stim- know. Okay. No. That's my tell as I stim. That's the thing, and again, <laughs> he's what? got something. Flop, 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 flop. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, another actually perfect example of why autism is a completely incoherent category because you can either be an amazing poker player or have no idea how it is done, and you're, both of those are stereotypical. <laughs> doctors are people. doctors are baffled by how <laughs> if only they could codify it. But this guy is too good at poker. <laughs> yeah, who knows what he's hiding back there, away from my medical chart. That was what Rain Man was about, was taking advantage of right. an autistic guy. Oh, I thought he was just shy. Counting cards. I don't understand. Another thing I don't understand. Why is counting cards against the rules? Isn't that? It's stupid. It's just you're good at the game, so yeah. you can't yeah. play it. They want, they want to make, make way for the rubes. They don't need any. But people can become professional at the professional level, at which but they point? can't be good enough to count. You got to forget about all that stuff. This is just like you gotta go on uh, instinct. When they, <laughs> the, like the, the same rules apply to the stock market. Like if you're good enough at predicting it, you're cheating. 
Yes, yeah, I'm trading. always saying about right. it. Yeah, so, so they did that, that poor GameStop guy. Yeah, that's what happened with the GameStop people. They railroaded them, and it's like what they won. Bank. They won the game. Yeah. They figured it out. <laughs> Not on my watch. You can't do that. You can't do that. <sighs> What's up? It's fall. New York City's cooling down. Ooh. The smell of trash is getting a little bit less vaporous. Yeah, it's still there. It's just like less in your house. You I don't know, know how it works specifically. When it's hot, it like turns into a gas, you know? Is yeah. it because the gas expands? I Is there anything so. to that? Yeah, it's, I, it's, that's a scientific I explanation. Piss becomes weightless. So <laughs> it becomes piss vapor. That's the New York City summer piss ghost coming down the street. It's a yellow Pac-Man ghost. Yeah. That's 10th grade physics, people. Um, Did you know... Well, okay, let me back up a little bit. Cause huh. Back it up. There's a beginning to the story. Beep, that beep, Jake beep. is twerking. The story is going to take a hard left turn when we get to uh, the middle of it. So a couple weeks ago, uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, unhinged New York City cop mayor. I know him. We talk about him every episode. He's the star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he went to Israel like a Democratic <laughs> politician does. And did horrible. You have to do that when you're the mayor of New York City (laughs) (laughs) to show your support for the nation of Israel. The sixth borough, we call it. (laughs) (laughs) And um, he, uh, so there's this picture of him at the Western Wall, and he's wearing a (laughs) yarmulke and his and like sunglasses. So he looks insane. (sighs) Wait. Okay, I do. I am just curious about this. If you're not Jewish, are you supposed to wear the yarmulke? It's encouraged. Okay. So okay. Is so that's it, not weird. okay? Because that's I, I've someone was saying the other day that because I've heard different things about Judaism it, becoming a Jew. If some people say you can't do it, but then other people say you actually can. They'll just tell you you can't do it until they uh, you keep they relent until you're in the club. Mm-hmm. Becoming a Jew is like joining Fight Club. You yeah. just stand outside while the guy screams at you that you're a loser <laughs> and that you are too fat. Right. And then you get the hat. Yeah, and then they finally <laughs> they let you in. They're like, it's, kind of, it's kind of like when the kid gets to go to the cockpit and get the pilot wings. Like, you want to be a Jew today? You're an honorary Jew. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We let you fly the plane. <laughs> um, I remember when I started, my wife is Jewish, and when we started dating, I spent the whole time being like, when am I going to get to wear hats? <laughs> Why do I have to do all the fun uh, uh, Jewish things? And I never got to do any of them. I didn't do anything for Rosh Hashanah. I didn't get to do any Jewish stuff. My sister, uh, her first husband, it was a Jewish guy. Her second husband is too, but her first husband was. And the, the first guy, uh, like when they were having all the... Um, actually, I don't know if this had anything to do with the wedding. I think I went to a like a, a Jewish holiday thing at his house. His whole family was there and they were doing various rituals that I don't understand because I'm not Jewish. But one of them is that they were like dancing with the Torah, like the big scroll nice. of oh, stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, ca- he came over to me and he's like, hey, Jake, Jake, get in line, do it. And then I- <laughs> <laughs> Super funny. I did it and I was like, I was like, that was funny. You know, uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. This is like very odd. And then I was talking to him after we left the room and he was like, if they find out that you're not Jewish and I let you do that, they'll kill both of us. <laughs> I was apparently like really against the rules. We just thought it was funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> the highest hurts. level of bliss in the religion is dancing with the Torah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you weren't supposed to do that. You had to skip the line. Anyways, anyways, 
uh, Eric Adams, he's putting his hand on the Western wall and there's a very high res photo of it. And someone zoomed in on his hand and on his <laughs> wrist, he's got a charm bracelet. You know, the kind of charm bracelet where you like each individual bead has a letter on it. Are so, you sure uh, not that it's not pronounced Heim bracelet. Wow. <laughs> Wow, Anders Lee can't. I am sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it out loud. I've seen it on Only paper. Only one letter difference between the words. That's the only, it's just a spelling joke. It says hustle is what his charm bracelet wow. says that he wore to like Israel. He lives it, man. Uh, he doesn't just talk it. He lives it. It's really, that's the mayor of the city. <laughs> he's, he's the perfect mayor. I forget who it was that described him as like the nightclub promoter mayor. Yeah. He mm. just is like a total vapid, like. Fucking shiny shirted. He's one of those guys who's like he's sober, but he goes to raves and shit. Yeah, well, that guy. That guy has silent rave all over him. Totally. Um, he's there to help the rest of us have a good time. <laughs> I was looking into this, and it's really funny because he, um, he so, so he has a bunch of other shit on his arm too. And I, uh, I just kind of Google. I was looking. In, I don't know how I found this. I was googling Eric Adams like accessories or charm bracelets <laughs> or something. Just trying to figure out what his um, you know, charisma bonus is from all this stuff. And I found this article in uh the uh fucking which one of those tabloids from, from the UK I can't remember but Sun? Ah, uh, it doesn't matter. Daily Mirror. Uh Daily, Daily Mail. Daily That's Mail. what it was. Hey, you got mirror, you got mail. Guardian's not really a tabloid. I consider them one, but others might not. That old rag. I consider every British publication to be uh, yeah um, they are like like you know news of terror attack in Lebanon and then like cheeky slingers show so knob was on the you know it's like that kind of <laughs> shit like, like like right below the fold it'll just be like a woman showing her breasts oh, you know now you've cracked this open you don't have to ride us <laughs> have a lager <laughs> yeah. enjoy, enjoy the queen mom this is gonna be very relevant for a later news story this week <laughs> why is it written phonetically like that that's crazy um so this is what they said. Mayor Eric Adams believes New York City is filled with a special energy because of mysterious stones under the city. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So he wears multicolored energy stone bracelets and consults with holistic healers. Often photographed with a crystal bracelet on his right wrist, Eric Adams is one of the most high-profile crystal enthusiasts in politics. A profile focusing on Adam's fashion honed in on the mayor's energy stone bracelet made up of stones from Asia and Africa given him to given to him by supporters. Politico said that after learning that New York sits atop a treasure trove of rare gems and stones, Adam said that there's a special energy that comes from here. Adam's staple multicolored energy stone bracelet features at least a dozen varieties of crystals, including amethyst, rose quartz, lapis, lazuli, and citrine. Those are some good crystals, Jake. <laughs> we all know them. Crystal healers believe certain rocks like violet quartz can relieve an individual from stress, strain, soothe irritability, balance mood swings, dispel anger, yada, yada, yada. In recent years, the metaphysical industry has boomed, leading more than uh, more people to believe in the healing properties, powers, and spiritual meaning behind certain crystals. But the scientific community is adamant that crystals have no power over the human body. Here's the last line of the Those article. Those damn muggles. <laughs> Always taking us down a notch. This is my favorite part of the article. But the scientific community is adamant that the crystals have no power over the human body. 
That has not stopped the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, nerds. Finally, after so many years, we finally have a politician who's telling it like it is. (laughs) I'm so sick of these Beltway insiders ignoring the energy under the city. (laughs) They pay no attention to the galactic ley line or any of its properties. (laughs) It's great. This guy's like a fucking alchemist. Yeah, this is one of the plots of Full Metal Alchemist. He's going to be fucking transmuting lead into gold. That's going to be like his 2020 for initiative. Yeah. No more pesky lead. Yeah, he's like a medieval politician. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in the humors. I feel like everyone wants me to chime in on this as the crystal guy, but oh. I'm only here purely for the swag factor. I don't have any knowledge <laughs> of what I'm putting on my body right now. Man, that's so great. Did, did he sell his crystal stuff while he was running for mayor, or did he, he reveal it after he got elected? I feel like he's one of those guys who's always saying stuff like this, yeah. and it's just you don't hear it because you're like, oh, he's talking again. It was fine when he was a cop <laughs> saying this, but now he's the mayor. It's a little troubling. Another break-in? Yeah, what, you got courts out there? <laughs> you're pretty much asking for it this time of year, under this moon. Just met a mass shooting. <laughs> Fetch me my emeralds. Yeah, it's just consoling fucking the families of the, of the victims with various rocks. <laughs> Trying to take away the department's gems. This won't bring back your son, but it will so- <laughs> soothe your black bile. I'm going to catch Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> uh, well, Good stuff. I, I guess this is related to the to the beers thing. It's, cra- um, it's crazy that that guy is the one who's like making everyone homeless and sad. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like the way he's making everyone homeless and sad is by doing going to Israel and bringing the hustle bracelet to them instead of like doing his job. So the, it makes a ton of sense. Honestly, the yeah. less amount of time he spends, you know, answering emails from real estate developers that's, is probably the best. That's the thing, because if you look at, like, San Francisco, where you have basically a competent version of Eric Adams, they're, like, trying to pass a law where you just are allowed to beat homeless people or something like that, or just, like, completely deny them all pretense to any civil rights whatsoever. So, like, the fact that he is out to lunch yeah, and... You know, we, out we, to, we need to be sending this guy on more adventures. Right. I think we need to decriminalize beating homeless people, but not legalize it because that would be complicated. Uh, that's his position, I'm he, sure. That's a moderate position. He said he wants to. <laughs> I don't want Bash, anybody bashing, be mad. not mashing. They said he wants to. He said he wants to retire in. Not in my Israel. backyard wrestling. Okay, huh? that's fine. I'm sorry, I need to step on you, Anders. <laughs> oh, it's uh, what am I homeless? Uh, no, he <laughs> said Ew! that he wants to retire in Israel, and uh, I can only imagine that's going to be ugly. It's going to be like at some settlement, like on top yeah. of a Palestinian person's house. Like, I'll, I'll just take the school. No one's using it, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you just walk, you're a Palestinian kid, and you go to school one day, and it's just Eric Adams' house now. Yeah. Yeah. Crystals all over the place. Here's a, here's a copy. Charge up, son. <laughs> Also, I'm sure it'll be a good place for him to live as a publicly not Jewish man. The, the right. crystals thing is like it kind of is consistent with the way that he is like dealing with New York City, though, because it's all cri- crystal. Hey, it's God's plan, man. New age <laughs> bullshit is all about like you're not like self actualizing hard enough. You just need to buy more crystals. So, Manifesta like, house. You're kicking homeless people out from underneath the BQE. You're like you just people just need to get some quartz in your life, and then you won't be here. <laughs> They're you know? still on their journey. <laughs> Real quick, there. So the courts in California have said that you can't just like clear homeless encampments. Courts with happens- a C. Yeah, not quartz. Did I say quartz? Well, I said quartz. They, they just oh, sound oh, the okay. same. They this guy's got quartz on the brain. That's, you know, <laughs> Sorry, quartz, 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 and there's two types of quartz. 
liquid or you know gold. The Supreme but, Courts. Uh, in California, they're like, you can't just clear homeless encampments. And they're basically getting a bunch of like Yimbies and people who are trying to brand themselves as progressive, just like mask off, like protesting against this ruling that says you can't just throw homeless people into another gutter. They're doing like an AstroTurf thing. Yeah, there's a Yeah, it's a, a liberal bulldozing situation. Dude. I see what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. What else is happening? Well, this was related to the beers thing. I thought this was uh, uh, another important topic to cover this today. Um, at a time when the woke mob kind of rules the public sphere, um, Ted Cruz had a viral video this week where he spoke out. Um, and we actually have the clip for that. I, I don't know if I could do it justice. We actually have Ted Cruz here on the podcast. They <laughs> have now done that for new construction. They're trying to go after and regulate ceiling fans. I got to tell you, it's hot in Texas. We don't want to get rid of our ceiling fans. And now these idiots have come out and said, drink two beers a week. That's their guideline. Well, I got to tell you, if they want us to drink two beers a week, frankly, they can kiss my ass. You just cracked open a beer. Senator, I brought a beer to drink with you. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer with you. I don't know. It's okay. I'll drink this non-alcoholic beer. I'm so cool. Is this what you meant? Which I can't believe. That's on what? Newsmax, right? Newsmax, which is like a spam pop-up version of Yeah, there's no way they have an actual rule against drinking on air. I'm also curious about the ceiling fans thing. I can't believe anything. Yes, <laughs> I would like to talk about ceiling fans. All of this is, is like made up hysteria. So uh, he, the, what he's referring to is that uh, the president has an alcohol czar because the government is stupid and there's a bunch of shit like that in the government. But Every Irish family has an alcohol czar. There's like <laughs> That's what we used to call dad. Yeah. <laughs> Until we had to overthrow him. Uh there's like a guideline that this person's job suggests and it has something to do with like you know the government officially suggests you drink this much alcohol or whatever it's the fda's healthy regulation recommendation which only i only thought of this during the english newspaper thing because they did this exact same thing in england like 10 years ago there's all these documentaries that are like uh, going up to London is on the street. Did you know it's healthy to have one pint a week? And then people being like, I've, I have 14 today. <laughs> and just no one can believe it. There's just no public information about what beer is. They think it's like dropped on them in a magical fashion. But it's also worth pointing out that these are just like, you know, meaningless guidelines, like akin to like the food pyramid or something like yeah. that. Like, it's like they want us to eat fruits and vegetables. Like you don't have to do shit. Joe Biden <laughs> is running on the two beers a week platform. Yeah, <laughs> he's the least popular president of his time. <laughs> yeah, he's like so they're subtly trying to imply that Biden is like this authoritarian who is <laughs> going to implement very soon a 1984-esque rule where like jackbooted thugs kick in your door if you're drinking a third beer. Pint <laughs> number. <laughs> yeah. like Biden, Biden's like the the, the lamo and the Spuds McKenzie commercials. Like, hey, stop having. Fun. Fun. <laughs> yeah, and he is, but that's just not no, happening. He, he is, like, that's, that's true. <laughs> just not a real thing. Him and uh, him and Trump both are sober. None of them drink. Trump <sighs> says he's never drank in his life. That's uh, probably true. Yeah, he's a psychopath. He probably should have a beer at some point. <laughs> well, imagine if that fixed him. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Oh. He's, just like this, he's just like this awesome, fun, cool guy. Somebody's, you know, they were, uh, in the 70s, they were trying to dose Nixon. Was it the thing Hunter Thompson was trying to do with acid? Uh, if someone mm. just sneaks a beer into, like, Trump at some point, he just his sunglasses come on. And he's just like, whoa, everybody loosen up. <laughs> and all of the world's problems are saved. It just, like, ah. get, he gets into yoga. 
shakes his head. <laughs> I'd so like cool. to apologize to the Central Park Five. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a total narc. I was yeah. being a dark. I was so uptight back then, man. <laughs> but uh, this video is really funny because it's on Newsmax, and he, so the the guy who's doing the interview it cracks open a non-alcoholic beer, which is fucking lame. But in the video, it's like a weird. It's like a rap video. He has a bunch of. He's a bunch of other fat Texas guys behind him. You can see on my fucking laptop, uh, just like standing around with Shiner Box and wearing like plaid shirts over their beer guts and shit. We, the members of the Wilford Brimley Society, (laughs) call to order this meeting. (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, I'm about to take a pro drinking stance, but I'm afraid to do it on my own. (laughs) You back me up on Newsmax? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's I wonder what the rehearsals are in the Ted Cruz office before he does one of these interviews. You know, man, I filmed a sketch the other day, and one thing that will occur to you when you film a sketch is it takes a lot more work than you think just to get one shot like that. Yeah. Yes. He mm-hmm. had to find a bunch of fat guys. <laughs> All <Texas>. the extras. <laughs> Where do you find these fat guys, these fat alcoholics in Texas? <laughs> you have to go across the border of New Mexico. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. It's just an ad- uh, some advice and uh, from these prestigious doctors in Washington D.C. Who uh, <laughs> it's fat cat doctors. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been they've been pretty busy lately. They made some other news this week after uh, Mitch, uh, Crooked Mitch, Crooked Mitch. You see this, folks? He's just he's asked, "Are you?" Ru-? And it's amazing that this was the question because I think you could tell he's never thought about it because he's so old and just, you know, he's been running for reelection every six years for the past millennia. He's 81 and he's asked again, it doesn't show. <laughs> and he's, he just won reelection last year and you can tell he hasn't thought about the future because he's so fucking old. Uh, is he going to run for reelection and his brain just short circuits and he, he says, am I running for reelection? <laughs> And then just stares blankly ahead for uh, like a minute, and then his aide is like, uh, "Senator, Senator, ah, okay? no, he's not doing a thing. Yeah, yeah I got to get him out of here. Right. And this is the second time in the past few weeks this has happened. The Mitch but- McConnell stuff bums me out because he is clearly like dying in front of our <laughs> eyes, but he's also like an avatar of evil, so we're supposed to cheer yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Uh, but they had to come out with some sort of uh, explanation for what was going on here. So they got the attending physician for the Congress of the United States, Brian P. Monahan, uh, who says, I have consulted with Leader McConnell and conferred with his neurology team. After evaluating yesterday's incident, I informed Leader McConnell that he's medically clear to continue with his schedule as planned, like a freaking NFL doctor. Uh, You can keep working out, Mitch. (laughs) Occasional lightheadedness. You can continue driving a long-haul truck. (laughs) Occasional lightheadedness. Get him back on the field. (laughs) Is not not uncommon in concussion recovery and can also be expected as a result of dehydration. So he just didn't have enough to drink. He didn't have enough water. This... This drink in, water in between every drink. Yeah, and what they already responsibly. There's been yeah. there's water in beer, and the DC doctors said to Mitch McConnell, only have two of those a week, and that's where he gets his water. So he was short on H two O that no, week. That's what dying. happened. This is what happens when you have three beers a week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the third this one. Is what happens when you don't have any water in beer? Yeah. Um. This is this is the Hillary Clinton thing, right? When she remember she fainted over <laughs> over by the yeah. Statue of Liberty, How and come all, like, these, all these people are just dying, <laughs> <laughs> and yet they still continue to have 
big roles in the scene. <laughs> they're major players, and they're all just not drinking enough water. I don't know how to tell these rascals. you got to be pounding this stuff late at night, right before you go to bed, three glasses. You yeah. will have less of a hangover if you drink water before you go to bed. You will have to get up in the middle of the night. Go to yeah, that's cooler at the end of the bar. Do you think Mitch McConnell's a drinker? I don't. I think he'd probably think so? die. Yeah, so? uh, there, there is like I a. Mean, he's I think a white claw would probably I know, send him into a coma. I know he gets money from uh, with Knob Creek and some of those other whiskey companies because they're based in Kentucky. That's what's up. Hell yeah, based McConnell. Yeah, don't hate Mitch for getting paid. He does, according to Google, he does like bourbon. But that's, that's could just, just be a pandering. thing you say. Yeah. I don't believe it. Kentucky, you know, Kentucky, Kentucky bourbon. Like the thing is, the thing about these fucking people is that like. Uh, Everybody our age is like, I'm so old. I'm in 33. I'm going to die soon. And these people are just like YOLOing. I will never die. (laughs) I'm setting new regulations for body safety in the state of Kentucky. I have that voice in my head all the time. I'm like, oh, man, it's all over. And then you look at them and they're like, they're going to live to be like 500. And they're doing whatever they want all the time. I would say Mitch McConnell probably dies before the end of the calendar year. (laughs) Here's hoping. I mean, maybe he actually might do one of those like Ariel Sharon things where you just don't see him for 10 years. And we learn 10 years from now that he's dead. Oh yeah. He died. Yeah. That's why he stopped showing up at those things. Like how the queen died like five years ago. She got a BBL. I I, uh, I said this on Twitter, but uh, like over a decade ago, I was on the same plane as Mitch McConnell and, uh, you know, I just, like, saw him from afar as I was walking off. And um, every time I tell that story, one of my friends is like, you were, you were on a fucking plane with Mitch McConnell and you didn't do anything? If that was me, do anything. I'd, be, I'd be walking out of that plane in handcuffs, man. <laughs> like, everybody always says that. As I would have beat up that old man. Yeah. <laughs> I would have pummeled him. Well, he would die. like you'd probably kill him if you tried to beat up Mitch McConnell. So you're like they're saying like I would have committed murder. Yeah, Anders works I mean, at the Kratom Bar at the John Wick Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> he knows a lot of assassins. You could, I mean, you could. Uh, I mean, at that point, I probably just would have Mitch. I, I Mitch McConnell is what happened. I saw him and I just froze and stared <laughs> off into space. That's what actually Ooh, happens. Anders is pulling a Mitch. Right. That's what actually happens if you see a famous person like that, yeah. who you hate. You have to think of something clever. When you, when you clam up around the girl you love. Yeah, yeah. it's the same feeling. You I just pull, freeze. I pulled the Mitch when I saw Todd Barry last time. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Barry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been starstruck before. Yeah, those people are full of shit, though. You wouldn't actually no, yeah. do it. People that post Kill on his ass. Twitter nine million times a day and, and are into left shit are always like, I oh, it's it's odd guillotines. <laughs> right. like, you don't own a guillotine. <laughs> yeah. No one owns a guillotine. <laughs> You're not gonna actually gonna cut anyone's head off. You're just mad. Right. Um but speaking of guys you might run into like this in public, what you need is a plan, I guess. I guess you have to have a stock like a bunch of stock little trolls for real life because you know you, you at least want to say something but it, you, you, when you're on the spot it doesn't come up but uh, I'm going to have to come up with some sort of stock response to Jordan Peterson if I ever run into him he apparently he loves comedy and goes to comedy shows sometimes yeah dude he hangs out in the Rogan world my friend yeah. I know a guy that's how he got so funny I've, I've told the story <laughs> on the podcast before but there's a famous picture of him on the cover of the New York Times and the guy standing next to him is a guy I've done a ton of cocaine with because oh, nice. <laughs> he works for him as a stage manager because he got the job through Ron White, 
who he hangs out with because fucking Peterson hangs out with Rogan. Stand up comedy all leads to working for Jordan Peterson. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty dope. He t- tweeted the other day a picture of him and Theo Vaughn, and he's like, "We're on the set." He doesn't say what the set is of. Lines. Well, his as his uh, wardrobe is getting more chaotic, um, which I think is the real reason behind this. The College of Psychologists of Ontario may pull his practicing license because we forget he's supposed to be a therapist in Canada. <laughs> is that what he is? I didn't know what he was a doctor of, to yeah. be honest. Is there? He's a psychologist. Does he actually practice? Like, is there someone who every Thursday goes to Jordan Peterson? <laughs> I have the craziest psychologist. Yeah. You are not going to believe he, it. He just keeps talking about ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the archetype of the fairy dragon, he says. <laughs> he told me to eat raw meat and I feel better. <laughs> I mean, I think he, I don't, I would be surprised if he's still doing, yeah, regular sessions every week, but he at least has the license. <laughs> I so. think your therapist is dressed like that. Oh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this guy's going to fix my problems. <laughs> riddle me this, riddle me that. <laughs> Who's been sad? <laughs> Who is the tailor? I don't... All of his suits now are like... Woodland creatures. Split down the middle Two-Face style. <laughs> like two different colors. Yeah, I, I can never decide what to wear, so I decided this was the easiest solution. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> He's all, he also posts... He's posts like His Twitter is insane. Ever since oh Elon God. brought him back onto Twitter... He posts like um, it'll be like girl version of the Joker or like the clown from it or just like weird esoteric like symbols. girl version of the Joker. Is that just Harley Quinn? No, no, <laughs> couldn't be more different. That Jango. would be a little more normal, I guess. It's like it's this the is OC original character. Sexy girl so Joker. Has, I don't know if he paid for a weird version of Twitter Blue where it just makes everything you write into haikus, but yeah. he's doing like stanzas or I don't know poetry. You know, he's doing it in he's tweeting poems. Do you want to read this this thing you posted 14 minutes ago? Yes, <laughs> I just pulled this up, and you won't believe what's under this. But toxic. Femininity, separate lines. Celebrating a man who, by example, entices confused minors, minors to mutilate and sterilize themselves. The devouring mother, indeed. And then it's just a picture of Ursula from The Little Mermaid. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, it's like every song. 10 minutes. Like he's, You'll be up at like four in the morning sometimes. You're like, oh, Jordan's tweeting again. Honestly, yeah. I have not thought of Ursula the Sea Witch in some time. It's a very valid contribution to the argument. <laughs> the argument. Did you know that QED. Ursula the Sea Witch is based on Divine from the John Waters? Film? Yes. That makes sense. So he maybe he's onto something there. Yeah. Always eating uh, live sturgeon. <laughs> But they a piece uh, of fish poop. He went on his uh, daughter's podcast uh, this week because this this college of psychologists is going to take away his license. Because if you think about like what a therapist's actual job. Okay, I'm not going to say what happened, but Anders we, is canceled. We can just pretend for, none of that happened for various things, various different reasons. Anders is canceled, and uh, then we had to reset for a second. They don't need to know any of that. Uh, uh, you're canceled for a different reason in my book. Okay, I spilled water. Um, the thing I'm, I'm very nervous about all the time recording this podcast. All right, three, two, one. But if you think about what a psychologist... I'm leaving the three, two, one in the podcast. <laughs> if you think about what a psychologist's job actually is, it really does undermine your work to be going on public platforms with millions of viewers and spouting all kinds of inane comments and just picking fights with celebrities. Like, it's just not, 
good in a, in a way that's unique to being a th- psychologist. It's not necessarily true of other kinds of doctor even. Yeah, I trust my doctor more if I know he's picking fights online. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. Uh, but they said very polite Canadian statement. They're like, we want him to complete a mandatory specified continuing education or remedial program to review, reflect on, and ameliorate his professionalism in public statements, um, or in his words, a re-education camp. what what, what do they think is going to happen here like oh I've seen the error of my ways and I no longer want to make a lot of money and get get a lot of attention I will be a professional from now on I hate being a famous guru I want (laughs) to go back to being like a guy who works at a college Yeah, that that was the sweet spot for me you know how he has like that whole thing with lobsters yeah 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 do you think that he's angry about the lobster in the little mermaid being jamaican yeah probably mad as hell about that <laughs> it, was, it was jamaican in the first one yeah, yeah he's probably mad a, about that too the the Is sins it, have been committed before and it doesn't mean we must repeat them James. sebastian the sins still, of the father sebastian's still jamaican in the new one i don't know Who's seen this new Little Mermaid from last year? He's actually <laughs> he wants to talk about that for a he's minute. He's actually Island Boy coded. You oh. can't tell that by looking at they him. They should cast those guys the... as two Sebastians. He's a little tattoo yeah, on that would his be lobster face. <laughs> <laughs> no one has seen those movies. As it's funny that they're Sebastian's like, kissing himself. Or adults. <laughs> uh, it's weird that they become such like culture war things, and he gets so mad about them because they're like movies that no one watches. They're like garbage content for like you know. It would have been a made-for-TV thing 20 years ago or straight-to-DVD. Now it's a thing that, like, you know, nobody It's saw. for him, mostly, as far as I could tell. It's for, like, oh, we, we've reinvented Mulan because Ben Shapiro seemed sad. <laughs> <laughs> he needs something to talk about for three hours. Here you go. It's like a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> I want my own Mulan. Yeah, we went all... We went all Caucasians. Even crazier ra- race racially this time... You can't stop us. Yeah. The fuck are we talking about? Well, you know this? who else can't be stopped? <laughs> there you go. The International Chess Association. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. Have you read about this? Uh, I can't remember what their actual name is. It's F-I-D-E. I think it's based in some other country. But there's an international chess organization that, that does regulations for worldwide tournaments and shit. And they uh, they made a rule recently saying that trans women will not be allowed to compete in their women's only competitions mm. which raises a bunch of questions like why do they have women's only competitions in chess yeah, yeah. if you're late to the discussion uh, they, they don't let you play chess together <laughs> <laughs> this is god intended great date uh, game I think I think it's a great activity to do on a first date chesses yeah. oh my god that sounds awful <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about this just, come from Anders right now he has a girlfriend yeah I did weird beat her in chess but if she wasn't my girlfriend I would have lost to her and she would have been uh, flattered is that, oh, is that, is that how you move. wooed her with a cunning end game <laughs> uh, a little yeah check oh. Anders plays chess very sexually yes. <laughs> It's all in the the way you touch and move the pieces. He's blowing all the pawns around. <laughs> lick the bottoms to yeah. make sure they stick. You like it when spot. I roll my king? Have you ever mm. done this on a date, or are you just think it would be a good idea? I think it would. I think in general, losing if you're a guy losing to a girl on a date is a good move for. That's kind of Ooh. like my so in my version should, of the game. It's like should, a reverse. Should condescend to them. <laughs> oh, you know that's treat them like children. <laughs> You're saying you should throw the chess game or actually lose it. But if you're going to win, 
and you think you're going to win, you should throw the game. Probably not. Probably not. Now that I'm thinking of it, but I think if it's, uh, I think it boosts somebody's confidence if you do something that they're good at. I'm not good at chess, so I just go into most games no, thinking I'm going to lose. Fellas, you're on a first date. Why don't you let their queen have a piece? <laughs> <laughs> that lets them know they have control of the board. So why do they like? What is the what is the argument for having women's and men's chess tournaments separate? It, it I mean, it is just that men are uh, men are are strategy masters and masters of the <laughs> battlefield. There's no other way to say it. It just is it. It's just that they're, they're differently good at chess. So because in like r- athletic sports, there are women's and men's, uh, right. you know, separate things. And then when this question of like should a trans person be able to compete in one comes along, I think it kind of raises the question: Why did we divide this to begin with? Yeah. And uh, but the argument is usually like about the physical about being big and strong men mm. yeah well what if this you, is just it's, it seems to imply like men have bigger brains or something yeah what's a, is I, the reason i could see it being like a very misogynistic sort of minefield of that world the chess world i mean there's those two guys who are getting into it over what butt plug cheating or whatever mm. that could oh, bad yeah. boys of chess yeah what i want to know is why is it called f-i-d-e i think it's because it's from another country where english isn't the but I don't know. I didn't look this up because I didn't think it was the Federación Internacional de Chess. Nailed it, Django. Thank you. That's Apparently, you Italians on the, the Federation says that if you so if you transition, uh, so if you're they say a woman who change you know if you're a uh, W to M, you would if you're a pawn that becomes a queen. Yeah, you therefore. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Huh? You, that's uh, why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> you relinquish your title, so your your title is abolished. They use the word abolish, <laughs> and but if you change back, then you Banished. can then you can get it renewed. But yeah. if you transition, well, then your your title goes. Well, away. I, I was pretty happy about my new identity, but God, if I was losing all that chess time, yeah, <laughs> I was sure I was a girl, but I am just so bored watching everyone else play chess. Yeah. It seems like it might be a pivot from apparently there's like a big, wouldn't you know, scandal with uh, sexual assault and harassment within the international chess... In the chess in world? That, according to uh, Jennifer Shahade, yes. Um, and guess how many moves. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it seems like this is just a way to maybe distract from that, or but probably it's going to backfire because it's like, of all the sports, this one is very sus and it's giving you negative attention on the game and the league. Yeah, this is the most like Mensa incel style uh, uh, news controversy you could drum up to go under the radar that you have uh, sexual assault allegations. Yeah. yeah. Fucking nerds. I mean, th- that's probably why it's separated because they're like, oh, these boys couldn't keep she their hands to themselves. Trust these randy chess bros. <laughs> yeah. You know how like, chess is, man. You just keep touching each other. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping that clock. I don't know where my side of the board ends and yours begins, despite <laughs> it being very clearly differentiated. <laughs> oh, baby. Did you see the Queen's Gambit? Yes, I saw I it. Not. That kind of made chess seem a little sexy. It made it seem very All sexy. All is a sexy woman playing it, yeah. yeah. Did she beat uh, boys in that game? 
Oh yeah, she relentlessly. That was the whole. Okay. Show. It was kind of the plot of the show. Yeah, was she's that she would beat the boys? Is she's the queen? She has a gambit. Um, and she's like just hanging out with these other chess guys who they definitely like make better looking in the show. And they're like, this guy lives in New York. And when he's not making love, he's making moves on the board. And it's like, the fact fact that these guys aren't all just like perpetually sweating. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lie. You're lying to me. And then it just ends in the fact that you can go to a board game store and they sell Queen's Gambit, the game. And you look at it and it is a chess board. (laughs) (laughs) They're <laughs> selling chess as Queen's Gambit the game. Does it have like a special design or something? I'm sure they have like custom rules nine or by something nine. It, but it's a chessboard. It's, it's a chessboard. It's hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> <laughs> hungry, hungry No hippos. one can be Gambit. <laughs> These are just the different rules of chess, baby. <laughs> what else do we got? Oh, this is more dating news. Oh, uh, Tim right. Pool went viral this week. Tim Pool, friend of the show. He's got that <laughs> hat on. You guys know this guy. All I, all I know about him is his hat. I see, keep, keep seeing pictures of the guy with the, the knit hat. Yeah, You're doing he, a really good anchor guy voice right now, Alex. He's from, you know, South Park. He's he like looks one like of the a boys South from oh, South Park. Yeah, yeah. He he's Kenny. Yeah. He plays Kenny. <laughs> well, <laughs> Timmy. He's, grown, he's grown up, and uh, we have a little clip here, but he's arguing uh, that high-quality men should start uh, shaming women based on their body count to change their behavior. Mm. Let's go to the clip. Let's go to the clip. All right, hold up. Body the men are saying we want something different. We don't want the Instagram hoe that I can fly in overnight <laughs> just to have a quick, you know. That is biology. That's never happening. That's biology. With all due but, respect, that's never. Yeah. No, no, no. See, but hold on, hold on. Yeah. Like, go ahead. I, I, I agree a lot with what he's saying. Imagine if women are only looking at the top eight, nine, ten uh, of men. Yeah. If these guys, if guys like you, just started shaming women, uh, do, do they? You know, you know who's paying for OnlyFans, right? It's low quality. It's lower quality guys. Yeah, 100%. So if yeah. high quality dudes who got really nice watches and pull up in a Bugatti <laughs> and this woman's like, yeah, I want to come hang with you. And he goes, so yeah, what's your body count? And he goes, how dare you ask me that? I don't want no hoe in my car. And he takes off. Yeah. Now she's embarrassed. She got shut down. And more car. women are going to say, if I want a high value man, because only the guys are going to come after me, are going to be high value. So, so maybe, maybe let's, flip. Let's the, be real here. Maybe okay, we're going to tra- t- turn this okay. into the Dreamcast. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dreamcast. Now, so, what you need to know is there is a mounted sword and pistol interlocking <laughs> uh, a statue on the wall behind this. I was going to say his studio is it's like it's incredible. There's like a Guitar Hero guitar behind him or something. We have reason to believe Dante there. from Devil I'll, May Cry records I'll, there. I'll show you, Jago. Who is who is the guy he's talking to? Those are high quality dudes. I don't know okay. who they are, but he they actually have, has a guitar hero. You know, high quality dudes, eight, nine, tens. <laughs> Either that or it's master, just like a master guitar like hero. My tour. first guitar Fender Squire on <laughs> yeah. the wall, like a collector's item. See, the thing he doesn't get that is, if you're going to ask a woman her body count, she has to have just beaten you in chess. Mm. Oh, it's the only time it's I'm acceptable. I'm seeing kind of a playbook emerge during this episode. Do you think Ice T is upset? That the I was name just going to say, was it wasn't that the name of like the top killer band? <laughs> Yeah. It's, you, it sounded really cool when he named it that yeah. in the 80s or whatever. And now it's just like what Zoomers say for how many people have you fucked? Body count. <laughs> it decides whether or not you get to go in a Bugatti <laughs> with a cool watch in it. The future is complicated. It's Watches kind of a cool so band cool. name in that regard also, but it's just I don't think he... That's, I think it's unfair to Ice-T because he didn't name it that on purpose. Yeah. It's a female empowerment band. Uh, Body count. There's a lot going on in this clip 
high quality dudes is really interesting. What does that mean? That's the only way you can praise your friends without sounding gay. I was about to say I think it sounds more gay to yeah. be yeah. Yeah. the high quality of yeah. dudes. I, I crave a certain quality of dudes. <laughs> it's not about the number for me. <laughs> he, There's no metric at play. He keeps referring to high quality and low quality dudes, but like is it like a power level in Dragon Ball Z? You can tell. How do you yes, know? You Money? Tell. It was a Bugatti. That's a car, right? That's like a, a car, nice yeah. car. Sure is. I guess. The it's, nicest. It's a yeah. hell of a vehicle. Man. <laughs> you got to try having, one, man. I think it's just having money. Why are you talking like that now, too? <laughs> it's a Bugatti last time. Either in or out. This is like weird beatnik voices <laughs> infecting the entire... <laughs> oh, God, there's something in the air. Sometimes you got to cruise. It's <laughs> good Spread the Tim Pool. Remember, imagine beatnik Tim Pool. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Hey, baby. That would totally ruin his because he talks so fast. Hold on, now are you an Instagram hoe? <laughs> Instagram hoe. How do you have any self-respect when you're saying that? Yeah, it sounds so unsettling. Man, either right. When a, anyone over thirty says ho, like it just sounds unsettling. You're just a hoe. <laughs> Get out of my Bugatti. <laughs> Although, like he says the phrase, I don't want a hoe in my Bugatti. God. Or in my car. Classically. It's like a rough draft right now. You do want a hoe in the Bugatti. That's what it's all about. Haven't you seen these music videos? People fucking spinning out. They got all sorts of hoes in their Bugattis. Safety is thrown to the wind in these things. That's where you put them. (laughs) (laughs) Put them in the fucking passenger seat and drive around. It's one of the many functions. And I do not approve of this conversation, but. It's the where the culture is at. (laughs) Yeah, I guess the question is: Do hoes belong in the Bugatti? (laughs) The hoe belongs in the kitchen, not the Bugatti. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be like when he's super old. Is like in my day, the hoe was in the kitchen. (laughs) It seems like he's not even saying, and the body count was low as hell. He's not even saying, like, don't sleep with a woman with a high body count. It's just you have to make her feel bad first. Yeah, she's got to embarrass her. As long as you're insulting her. When, whatever the remedy for a solution is, have we tried shaming women? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. this has happened enough, for sure. It's our go-to. We have no other moves. <laughs> These guys are in a think, think tank for weeks on end. They come out, <laughs> make fun of the hoes. They're riding too high <laughs> right insult now. Insult them. Insult them on our podcast. Also, like, in this clip... It's four random dudes that he's picked up somewhere High to have this conversation dudes. with. Not a hoe in sight. Well, they come after. <laughs> They'll be there after. So, like, presumably this is a, a, like they're bragging about how high quality they are and how they, you know, they get all these hoes and stuff. Not, not you've never been in the fucking Tim Pool studio, a woman. And the, the other thing about this is that, that what he's saying is if we do this, they will change their behavior. Change well, the future, f- future generations. Well, it's too late for the hoes of your <laughs> evolution. You, 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 a body count don't go down. Body count don't go down. Always thinking ahead. I don't understand what the goal is for their behavior. No, it seems more of an existential crisis. It doesn't seem like there's much to be done. (laughs) I'm mad as hell and I'm going to take it. (laughs) He's saying that like they uh, like what is his goal for women here is to for them to be like virgins and marry him or something. (laughs) But then also he was mad about only this podcast. Just him trying to find a girlfriend. (laughs) I mean, it's actually a pretty good premise for a podcast. He had it's a very 
you icky situation, the sort of harem he has in the Tim Pool verse. Like he has these always women working for him, and it seems like there's I don't know what's going on there. Feel it feels young like entrepreneurs. Mormon. Yeah, there's some like weird sect of Mormon vibes going on there. But there are a couple of really unhinged women that like are massively insane Twitter accounts, and they'll say something crazy at you, and then you look at their page, and it's like the Tim Pool show. I am the libertarian redhead redneck from with guns or whatever yeah i put the gun on the wall and i guess she has a low body count or is a high quality lady or something <laughs> yeah is there a badge you can get that enables you to have a high body count what kind of uh, registration you, system yeah, you, you can it? unlock all sorts of rewards <laughs> on, the, on the duncan app yeah if you if you fuck a hundred people you get an xbox live achievement <laughs> um Fine. I was going to say 500 people, you unlock a tactical nuke. Damn. (laughs) But I was just joking around. Well, it's a good segue, actually, to nuke. Did you see this This dropped this week? Uh, Trump's deposition. Ooh. There's some gems in here. Hot off the presses. He's uh, had to sit down in a room with Tish James, our attorney general here in New York. Tish. Tish. High quality man. (laughs) Um it is, you know, arguing with, he, he talks about nukes, about how he, uh, it's so good that he was president because he stopped, he has the uh, most, he had the most important job in the world, saving millions of lives. I think he would have had a nuclear holocaust if I didn't deal with North Korea. I think he would have had a nuclear war if I weren't elected. And I think he might have a nuclear war now if you want to know the truth. I love how he always adds, if you want to know the truth, as a coda to the end yeah. of things. I can't handle it. <laughs> I'd be curious as to what the question was that brought up him saying, you would have all been ash, ash in the wind if I weren't there. I saved your life. Like, sir, were you in Washington on January 8th? <laughs> you would have all vaporized. Well, it's, I, most of it revolves around uh, his business and how he, um, this is basically after he's asked about the Trump organization and how, if, was he like actually still running it and what, and like, He's like, well, I couldn't keep running it because I had to run the world and stave mm-hmm. off a nuclear war, is what he said. Uh, but he also goes on, he's like talking about how George Washington, this is a little known fact, that he had a lot of money and he had two desks in his office, according to Trump, one for business, one for being the president. And he would just walk <laughs> back and forth. And one of Trump's regrets is not doing the dual desking. Should have mm. had two desks. <laughs> Should yeah. have two. They called him George Wallachington. Because <laughs> of how much money he had. First hustler president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Check his wrist. That would be very funny if Trump had just like, Implanted the Oval Office with a bunch of extra furniture. <laughs> There's a fucking gamer chair in there and shit. <laughs> uh, but one of the things he's asked about is like how much money he actually has, and that's one of the famous things about Trump is he's always inflating his net worth, and most of it is just his brand, which he admits to here. Um, but they're asked like how 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 are your buildings doing financially? Because you're supposed to be a real estate guy, and he's like, oh, it's good, it's right here. Would you like to see it? Because they're in Manhattan, and they could it's visible. And the guy questioning him says, I don't think we're allowed to open the windows. Open the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy just says, he's gone rogue. <laughs> the guy says, no. And Trump's like, open the curtain. Go ahead. It's right here. I just looked out the window. <laughs> and then they like, and then they're, it's like an awkward pause. And Trump's lawyer is finally like, uh, can't open it. Can't open the window. And then the guy just refuses to open the window. So it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect. That's, yeah. That's a pretty bar move, I gotta say. Yeah, how are my real estate holdings doing? Look at them. Yeah. <laughs> See that statue of the lady with the torch? I own that. Yeah. Yeah. 
The client is trying to floss on me. <laughs> the record show. The city's brimming with magical quartz power. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I wish him the best. Yeah. Well, hoping we'll he see. gets out of there. <laughs> it's Much love to Donald Trump for the pod. Love. He keeps, yeah, he keeps getting out of these sticky situations. He's got a lot of stick on him lately. Yeah, we'll yeah. be doing Donald Trump jail support after the show. <laughs> We're all going downtown. We should all send, yeah, send care packages. He And he's always calling lawyers Perry Mason. He does that several points <laughs> during the deposition. <laughs> he really? Yeah, He that says so two funny. different sentences, Perry Mason. Perry Mason, like right back to back. It's, it's so cool. Weird old person it's jab. It's so freaking cool. Oh, here comes Matlock. I guess that's because that was a lawyer on TV, so you want to be like the lawyer on TV? But he's doing cont- contemptuously, right? He's just, yeah, he's yeah, He's knocking yeah. them down a peg. He's insulting them for like, oh, look at, we got Sherlock over here. Right. Look at here. But he's a he's like, he's like an old person. <laughs> well, well, well. There and watches isn't TV the guy I hired to represent and keep me out of jail? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look who had an HBO reboot no one watched. <laughs> Perry Mason. Yeah. Perry Mason. Perry freaking Mason. <laughs> um, well, I should get to this. Uh, hot labor summer. Some would say it's Ooh. over. September, I don't know what you guys think. Does summer end at uh, September? It, it ends, ends when the strike is over, WGA style. Okay. Summer ends when you take the shades off, Anders. Pretend uh, I'm wearing the shades. <laughs> Hot Labor Summer is over. Now it's time for the fall of the boss. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Autumn, I learned, actually has a double meaning. You know, that's some, like, big highfalutin word if uh, it means, like, a... You guys heard about Autumn? It's weird that fall has two names. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. That is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, a, it's a period of maturity or incipient decline. And so hopefully we're not having a labor autumn. Well, if I, I had uh, to guess which one it's going to be. <laughs> incipient it, decline. Yeah. Well, yes. Hopefully it'll be a incipient decline for the chambers of commerce around the country uh, because the NLRB, National Labor Relations Board, um, they issued a ruling, uh, or they're going to soon, that would basically make it so this is somewhat oversimple. It's, you know, kind of complicated. But basically, if you're in a workplace where there's an, a live union election going to happen and it's been, you know, declared with the NLRB, if you can prove that the boss did a ULP, an unfair labor practice, you a just... ULP. That's a ULP. Yeah, exactly. You have a guy who comes in from the NLRB and says, that's a ULP. That's and you a ULP. Get the union. Labor needs a referee, you know? <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to blow the whistle on these Guy people. at work who throws a flag down. That's a ULP. Right. And now you finally have, like, and it not like a totally socialist, like what we would want NLRB, but they're just one that's actually calling balls and strikes and is not totally in the pocket of capital. And they are... Uh, doing good stuff like this, which is, this is very similar to uh, card check, which is a proposal that Obama sat on and didn't pass. Uh, that would just make it so rather than doing the secret vote where the owner intimidates everybody, you just go around, have people check off. Yes, I want a union. I support a union. And you get the union. You know, uh, with a referee in office, you have a yellow card check and he's throwing them. That's right. <laughs> nice. Thanks for going back for that. <laughs> you almost left out marooned on the island. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the plane. Third podcast of the day. I'm getting better. <laughs> getting better as I go. Um, but speaking of ULPs, there's been a few charges of ULPs against GM, part of the big three auto companies. 
against the UAW because the contract for 150,000 auto workers in America is expiring two weeks on my girlfriend's birthday. And there could be a strike. Thank you for telling us that detail. <laughs> uh, I pray there isn't a strike on Naomi's don't, birthday. Don't <laughs> Naomi's birthday. <laughs> Please wait for another time. <laughs> Naomi, can you come out of your room? I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, it could happen. I mean, this guy, we talked about when he got elected UAW president, and he's, uh, there was a video where he was given a contract from the th- big three. He showed the contract to the camera and threw it in the trash. It's like, oh! It's where it belongs. And now he's saying he doesn't think billionaires have a right to exist. So Ew! they could be serious. I mean, they are serious. Uh, we'll see what happens. It could uh, basically go to a strike. Another thing might happen like the Teamsters where they get a contract that's somewhat acceptable and every, you know, because strikes are, strikes are risky business. It's not something you do lightly, um, but we could be headed there. And a lot of it is based around uh, electric vehicles because Biden is pumping all these tax breaks into EVs, as they're called. So the car companies, it's the profitable. The robot from Wally. Right. Mm. Uh, you can ride around in those. Um, and they, they, it's a boon for them. But or the Pokemon, EV. the transforming yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. we're gonna make a Vaporeon. All of the above. You can fuck them. Have you ever read Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden is doing all of these things, and he can't be stopped. <clears throat> is the NLRB better because of uh, the guy that got elected? Uh oh, Sean Fain. Yeah. Um, no, I think they've been pretty decent since Biden got into office, and I think maybe that maybe you could say it raised confidence in workers at UIW, and they're willing to elect a reform guy. Um, but overall, they've been pretty good. They've, they're actually enforcing the law. Uh, and you have, you know, the Department of Energy, which is, it's kind of an interesting dynamic because they're loaning money, $15.5 billion for EVs. And, but the question mark is, is this money going to go to, you know, just fucking bog standard? Like, you know, are they going to ship this to, the South where there are a lot of like right to work States and just give people shit contracts to make the EVs. Are you going to have actually good standard uh, wages and conditions for making these things in the U S can they do anything to like girls play chess? (laughs) We should ask them that. I feel like they should be able to get involved at some level. I mean, I've always wanted to preside over or participate in a human chess match. Oh yeah. I think that could be fun. Oh, like with all the, yeah, Bat- yeah. Like battle chess where you like fight the fight the night. Yeah, yeah. like Harry Potter or F- carrying fist- comfort. Fisticuffs. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. I-, I would like it if you could do that, and you- it wasn't it wasn't like you know like it really was like a one on one matchup. It- There's a Mortal Kombat mode about this very premise. Would oh, you believe that? I- really? Yeah, you can just win your fight if you're moved on to, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Hell yeah, that kind of defeats the point of the <laughs> chess. It really does. That- that's the American dream. Bootstraps. A pawn can be the. Even a bong can be a good rook. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to admit, I don't really know the rules of chess, but... Uh, what I, yeah, well, I should be careful what I wish for, because given the international chess community, I could see human chess going in a lot of nasty directions. Sure, sure. Ooh, so okay. nasty. Well, it sure has been a crazy summer, hasn't it, guys? And oh, how, me- Mr. Jake? Oh, and it's over. We all got to go back to school now. 
and end the podcast. Django, you have a new fucking comedy special out, eh? I will on the September 14th. When's this going to air? Like tomorrow. Shit. It's coming out. Fuck, fuck. Fuck, fuck. Okay, guys, tomorrow is September 2nd. Remember 12 days from then. (laughs) We're going to re-record. It's going to be a huge day for our listeners because you have Django's album, you have potential UAW strike contracts too. If only those auto workers had anything to do when they're at home, they should go to YouTube and watch Django Gold, Bag of Tricks, debut comedy special coming out on Thursday, September 14th. When you get an electronic vehicle, you can watch it in the car while you drive. Oh my God. You'll be laughing so hard, you'll kill your whole family. Oh, but I'm a striking auto worker, and I don't know what to get Naomi for her birthday. <laughs> How about a free comedy special? Someone she knows personally. <laughs> yeah, I think she was there. You can yeah, see forward. Was, I was going to ask. Yeah, you, you guys are distracting. You guys are both actually. Actually, we're in the front row. You, you, you two and Naomi are both. Or all three of our, our audience re- reaction shots is of. Oh wow! I'm next to a camera. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> the camera finds the, the beauty. The camera in the, finds the beauty a way. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a total meta experience for it the person be, well, listening well, to this podcast on September 14th. You go to the YouTube, put this in. I wish it was now. Uh, does anybody else have anything to plug? Yeah, uh, since I think I'm going to turn this around, actually, this is going to come out tonight. Tomorrow, Ooh. September 2nd, come to TVI in Ridgewood. Me and Jamie Peck are throwing a show called The Woke Mob. I've been writing it all summer. It's finally happening. It's a bunch of weird sketches and comedy shit that we wrote about shit like we talk about on our stupid communist comedy podcasts. <laughs> But with visuals. Oh, yeah. And a band. Ooh. Bimbos from Atlanta. Yeah, you like songs? She met them at Stop Cop City. What's their body count, Bimbos? (laughs) (laughs) Anders. Wow. Uh, And then we also have uh, another live show. Do they need to be shamed? (laughs) (laughs) Next uh, Sunday, uh, September 10th. We're doing uh, with Minion Death Cult and Antifada. Come out down to Littlefield and see some fun stuff. Come take a hike, folks. You're going to love it. Beatnik, Alex, you got anything? Uh, I think that's all for me. Uh, next paid protest, since this one just happened, right, is October 6th. First Friday of the month, 8 p.m. So you can come see Stand Up There okay. at Silo. All right. It's finished. Bye-bye.